fight And we don't have to kill Everybody in the whole wide world Really just needs to chill No, we don't have to fuss No, no, no Hey everybody, welcome back to not just a brand new episode, but a brand new season of Just Chill with Oliver George. Season 2 premiere here, and I could not be more excited about the guest, but before we get to that, as always, if you are listening to this right now and you did not realize that there was a YouTube show version of the show, uh, please come check out the visual side of things. And vice versa to that, if you're watching me on YouTube right now, and for whatever reason you would prefer an audio-only version, you can get that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Uh, wherever you find the show though, please subscribe, like, follow, whatever the case may be. It really means a lot and I'm just trying to grow the channel and I really do appreciate everybody who has already. So thank you very much. Uh, finally, if you want to contact the show, it's just chillpodcasting at gmail.com. Now let's get to this season two goodness. I'm so excited to share this with you. Uh, I got to sit down and talk with someone who has been gracing Canadian screens for over two decades, whether you know him from Much Music or whether you know him from Entertainment Tonight Canada or various other things. I'm talking about Rick the Temp Campanelli. And he has a reputation that precedes him as being one of the nicest guys in the Canadian entertainment industry. And I can fully, fully back that up. Um, I've been Instagram messaging with him for months now while we tried to figure this out and he's just treated me like a friend since day one and the sweetest dude ever so uh, I really think you'll enjoy this episode and thank you so much for checking it out oh there we go yeah yeah it always has the camera crossed out for some reason I guess it's uh, to protect you in case you you're not dressed yet or something Yeah, man. Uh, finally, nice to meet you. Virtually. I was going to say, I got to thank you so much for taking the time, but uh, I feel oh, like man. I, I kind of know you already. We've been messaging back and forth since like yeah. pre, pre-COVID. I know, man. And I really wish I really wish I could be sitting there with you. But as the weeks and months went along, I thought, you know what, maybe this is the safest way to do it for now. Yeah. And then, course. you know, part two, I'd love to join you one day. You Dude, know, you're welcome here anytime. To- continue the conversation but yeah this 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 is this will do for now yeah no it's uh, crystal clear so yeah. uh, it's, it's Good, the next man. best thing awesome uh, this started i guess when uh when i had strombo on my show last january and yeah. he, he spoke very very highly of you oh man and i sent Joy. you that clip because i thought you know you'd, you might want to see it and i remember you telling me that you know you were really moved by it so i was man i was I, glad I'm, to be able I'm, to share it I'm getting all teary-eyed right now just thinking about that clip. That was really sweet of you to send. That was sweet of George to say all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's like a brother. You know, still is. We don't see each other much these days. But back in the day, he was he was like a brother. He, you know, the guy you could go to because he knew something about everything. And um, that was the most amazing thing about George. Like, he, he was an expert in all fields. Like, he... He, he, was, he was a teacher, he was an educator in all fields, not just music, people think just music, but everything, sports, politics, whatever, you name it, the guy knows his stuff. Well, especially and, uh, hosting uh, the hour for yeah. whatever, 10 years, I mean, you learn so much interviewing so many different people. No doubt, no doubt, exactly. Yourself included with ET Canada and stuff, you must you know, pick up little pieces every time you talk to somebody. You do, you really do. You get to know a lot about people for sure. People that you, that you look up to people that are your heroes, people that you just respect, you know, that was, that was the beauty of that job. Like, and I loved, like you love doing right, right here, right now. Yeah, I was just, just going to say with people, you know, yeah. and 
finding out about people's lives, you know, the good and the bad and everything about them. So yeah, it's like, it was an honor to, to meet people and chat with people that I grew up watching or I grew up listening to in terms of acting or music. So yeah, it's, uh, I've taken a step back as, as you know, yeah. but I'm ready to get back at it. I'm ready to get well, back at it. That's where the last year of my life has been just talking with all these people that I, I grew up admiring and, that's awesome. trying, trying to glean a little bit of insight from their amazing lives and stuff. So um, thank That's you so again. Cool, you have a good gig. You have a, re a really cool gig. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's been a lot of work. I'm yet. jealous. You inspire me. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah. Um, right back at you, man. I mean, and everything George said about you, you definitely are the nicest dude ever. I've heard it from oh, many people. I, but the fact that you, you know were going to drive down just to do an interview is I, insanity. Well, I wanted to. I wanted to be there live and in person. When I, when I chat with somebody, that's the way I want it to be. Unfortunately, due to COVID, this is the way it is these days. But uh, I, I want to be there with people when I'm talking to them. You know, yeah. I, I still to this day dislike texting or emailing. I'd rather talk and be with the person and uh, spend some time with them. I'm the same way. I mean, video chat is pretty sweet, but you do get that lag and you end up talking over each other sometimes. It's not, it's not ideal, but... It's the next best thing, I guess. Exactly. In these, in these times, yeah. Especially for families who can't see each other and stuff right now, you know. Oh, of course. It's oh, it's imperative. Oh, you froze it on me. Globe, you know, it's, oh, it's perfect. Sorry, yeah, you froze up like for a second. I might have missed a, a bit of what you said. Uh, no, I was just saying for family members or loved ones who are like halfway on the other side of the globe or on the other side of the globe, this is the perfect solution to all exactly. that. Exactly, yeah. Um, I want to start off by saying, uh, because you teased in a message that you sent me that you might have some potentially big news to share, so I can't just gloss over that. Is that something you can confirm or? or... Unfortunately, no. Eh? right now, Oliver, <laughs> I, can't, I can't say anything. I wish I had great news for you. Um, and I'm hoping with fingers crossed that great news will be coming in the next few days. But uh, yeah, I'm still waiting to hear uh, you can't give us a clue the, or a hint, a hint or anything? Well, the clue and the hint is, like I talked about earlier, I've taken a step back from TV for the past three and a half years to be a full-time dad, yeah. to be there for my three boys. And it's been the most amazing role or job I've ever had in my life. You know, and I've had two amazing roles, <laughs> jobs at Much and at ET Canada. So to be a dad, to be there... And to experience all that precious and, 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 and cherish those precious moments and times with my little guys and my, and my teenager, it's been, it's been heaven, man. It's been amazing. And um, now that my youngest, Harrison, is at school full time and JK, well, now it's time to get back at it, you know, and get back into my career, which has been on TV for the past, oh my gosh, uh, when did I start? Mid-90s, I guess. 94, I guess, yeah. 94, winning the contest. So I've really missed it. I've really missed it over the past three and a half years. Although I've really loved doing what I've done as a dad, full-time dad. But I, 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 I'm going to get back. I'm going to get back on TV. It's my passion. It's my love. Uh, I guess it's my mistress when I'm not here with my family. But um, TV is the goal and TV is the clue. Live TV is an even bigger clue. Uh, okay, well, this is exciting. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I, I'm mainly a stay-at-home dad too. I, I work part-time yeah. at the hospital on call, uh, basically around my fiance's schedule, but she's the breadwinner. You know, we're a yeah. 21st century couple and I'm, I'm more than okay with that. I think that's awesome yeah. to to change the the stereotypical, you know, dynamic of the Why not? It's, it's, it's 2020. I feel, I feel a little bad for all those grandfathers back in the day and dads back in the day that didn't um, even consider yeah. what you and I are doing, are living. They didn't consider it back then. It was always the female and, and that, and that was awesome for that time. But I want to be there and experience all these amazing moments in my boys' lives, you know, exactly. like you. I want to yeah. be there. I, 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 I took control of that and, and, and wanted to be part of it. And it's as simple as that. And yeah. So, and, well, and, and I, I mean, was, like, that's what I tell people. My fiance is an ICU nurse and she's incredible yeah, wow. at her job. And I, you know, I love the fact that our, our family dynamic allows her to work full time at what she loves doing and helping people and saving people's lives and stuff. And, yeah, that's awesome. and likewise, yeah. I'm the creative type. And, and not only do I get to spend time with my kids, but it allows me to pursue exploits like this. And, and, um, but I did want to ask. It sounds you because, like it's the perfect pairing, the perfect relationship. It, yeah. It really well, I does. think that's always important is having the right partnership mm. and the right balance too. So, you know, no two, two workaholics probably might not work out together. And, <laughs> Two, two artists might not work out together either because they can't pay the bills, you know? True, true. The workaholics working all the time it might work without children. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, yeah, yeah, I feel so bad for kids that get pawned off to daycare nonstop. And, and, and then someone else is essentially raising your kid at the formative years. That, that's right. always bothered me. Yeah, um, same here. Same I here. Saw an now, interview. those jobs are important and people need to do that but um but i chose a different route and uh i chose to stay away from that and uh yeah like listen people have different uh goals in life and 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 different uh dreams and you know mine was to be here for a little while and with being let go at et canada like i was sort of forced into it yeah right i was it was almost a blessing in disguise for me being let go back in 2017 because it it pushed me into being a full-time dad stay-at-home dad uh 24-7 you know prior to that it was a busy life it was a busy career you know a lot a lot of time in the studio a lot of time traveling you know you didn't get to spend all that time at home with the kids and uh and I'm, I'm i'm grateful you know it's weird but i'm i'm sort of grateful that my time came to an end there, you know, after 12 seasons. And I, I was forced into being, you know, a full-time dad 100% of the time. It's, well, first it's of all, 12 life. seasons is a great run anyways. It's nothing to, to scoff yeah. at. Yeah. But um, I saw an interview that you did. And mm. that's kind of what I wanted to ask you of like how, how much of a transformation it must have felt like in your life. Because these guys were interviewing you and, and you were describing your typical day. And this is when you were waking up at 4.30 in the morning, doing a radio show, then going to ET, getting home. And you described having like a precious hour with your kids. And I'm thinking I like, know. I couldn't if live that, like that. It was, um, well, I only did that for seven months. Okay. You know, I, I couldn't do it for more than that because I came to that point where I just, I, I needed to be at home with my family more. You know, I was missing it so much. So unfortunately, I had to say goodbye to one of those amazing opportunities. And, and they were both under the chorus umbrella. 
you know, the edge and ET Canada were both chorus properties. And um, unfortunately we just couldn't work out, you know, shaving hours either in the morning or at, in the afternoon or in the middle of the day. I was, it was a 14 hour day. It was crazy. Like I was never at home. So, and I really, really enjoyed both of those gigs. I, you know, The Edge brought me back to my rock and roll music roots. And I loved talking music with Fred and Mel in the morning on The Edge. And then, of course, my bread and butter was E.T. Canada. And I loved that gig. So it was the no, no better gig than chilling with your kids, though, right? Exactly, man. Exactly. So it was the toughest decision. One of the toughest ones I had to make was to say to The Edge, guys, Thank you for the opportunity, but I, I can't be here anymore. I can if it was just you, or I, you know, I. It was so hard, Oliver. It was just so hard. I can imagine. But, but I mean, family you still first. Have, uh, family first. Yeah, and you have sponsorships up the wazoo. If your Instagram page <laughs> is any uh, indication, so. Well, listen, man. I'll tell you about that right now because people, people ask me about that all the time. It's the modern day job yeah <laughs> it's the modern day job you know you go on social media you talk up a product that you genuinely love or yep. like or use and um you get to pay the bills with with the paycheck that is sent your way it's 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 amazing because it allows me to spend all this time at home with my family at the same time it allows me to make an income yeah. And pay the bills. And you so, make some, some grilled cheese with Wonder Bread and that's lunch with your kids, but you're also paying the bills, you know? Not that's just awesome. making that beautiful grilled cheese, but that beautiful signature pan that, that you know, it's, it's amazing. It really is amazing. You're creative. I'm creative. I love that whole world. And by writing captions or, or coming up with um, content, it's, I love that stuff. I love it. It reminds me of, you know, writing my old stories when I first started at AT Canada because we, we wrote all our stories, we did all our edits, we did all that stuff. So it's bringing me back uh, to that. And I've always been a very creative mind, a creative soul. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's my latest. But it, listen, that stuff's not going to last forever. I don't want to be the modern day pitch man <laughs> for years to come. You and ShamWow or something. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> They haven't contacted me yet. No, no. Yeah, that's, I don't think they're doing so great products. after the last guy. Those are incredible products. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, no, we'll see. It, you know, knock on wood, three times, if this TV gig happens for me, there'll be less of me in your face pushing products. Trust me. Oh, I don't mind. Your stories just make me hungry, usually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, you try know, to you... keep it as real and authentic and organic as you can, and I guess... That's why they continue to hire me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you're a lovable guy. I mean, you're a great person to pitch a product for sure. I totally oh, get it. Um, oh, and man. you do seem like a really, really great dad. And that's one thing I wanted to bring up too, is I noticed uh, one of your sons seems to, you know, choose Owlette a lot of the time and those types of things. And I think it's really cool that you don't force like a gender stereotype on your son. And that's a Never. really modern approach, you know? You know what? We, we were forced into that years ago. And why? Why were we forced into that? Colors yeah. are colors. Images are images. You know, just be, why, why make one feminine? Why make one masculine? It just doesn't make sense. Let them be who they want to be, yeah. It, let them be who they want to be. Let them like what they want to like. And it's, it's, it's as simple as that when it yeah. comes to raising children. It's, it shouldn't be any more complicated. Um, 
yeah, Harrison loves the, the, the pink and purple tutus. Let, I'm going to let him wear it. Pink yeah, and purple tutus. If it brings him joy, yeah. why not? And, and in contrast to the, the probably thousands or maybe millions of fathers who would see their son playing with a Barbie and freak out and, you know, rage over it, which is just ridiculous. Life's too short to rage and to freak out. And we both know that. Yeah. And people should sort of get that in their heads a little more. Life's too precious and too short to freak out over little things like that. Let's concentrate on things that we need to concentrate on and freak out over those things yeah. and get upset with those things than these minor little trivial things. It's, it just doesn't make sense to, to me. Well, all your kids are lucky to have you as a dad, man. Oh, man. I'm sure your your kids are saying the same thing. Are you? Are, do you have multiple kids? Yeah, I have uh, yeah. two kids from my previous marriage, and luckily yeah. we're all copacetic with the ex-wife. Everything's good. You know, we're a yeah. modern family. Yeah. And then uh, my yeah. fiance and I have a guy who's three and a half. So that's amazing. You and I are like the opposite. So I have one from a previous marriage, and okay. and two little guys uh, currently. Hey, hopefully more to come. We'll see. I love kids, man. I love big families. I came I'm done. from a big family. <laughs> you, you're done. You're I'm done. done. That's it. Well, to be fair, I didn't even think I was going to have my youngest son. After I got yeah. divorced, I thought, okay, I've got two kids. And, and we started really young. I was 23 when I had my son. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he's in grade seven now. And I'm only turning 35 in December. Wow. So. Yeah, it's, it's you know. Wow. Um, so I thought, okay, sweet. Both my kids will be in college when I'm like 40. And I can go, you know, travel the world. And then I met my fiance <laughs> and she was like, hey, I want a baby. And I love her. Yeah. So, you know, and of That's course, awesome, I, I love him so much. I'm, I'm, I don't regret having him or anything like Beautiful. that. But, uh, you know, I'm done at this point. <laughs> yeah. And hey, listen, Oliver, you can still travel the world and do your thing with kids. The ki kid, don't let kids hold you back. I'm sure you know that. True. Yeah. You know, COVID's you holding me back right now. <laughs> COVID's holding us back right yeah. now. COVID's holding us back. I can't even come to Ottawa to be with you in person. Okay, I'm going to get we'll you COVID-19. I'm going to get you. Vaccines on the way. Vaccines on the way. Yeah. Oh, but that'd be amazing once that comes out. Yeah. Then we're going to be living life. Just to get back to normal. Yeah. It would be great. Whatever normal is. I barely remember I anymore. Oh, it's hard to remember, man. It, it seems like this last, what, it has it been seven, eight months since March. As it, It's felt like years. The yeah. first few, few months felt like years. I'm yeah. sure we all can relate. To be honest, I found the first month. I don't want to say exciting because that sounds like, like <laughs> yeah, I was I reveling it or something, but it was, you know, it shook things up a bit and it, it kind of, uh, I don't know. It made me feel pretty alive. And, and I totally agree. Yeah. It, it, it kept things simple for us. Right. And it brought things back to where they should be Yeah. in this overwhelming world that we live in. It brought things back to a sim simpler way of living. You know, we were constantly doing Legos and puzzles and yeah. it was amazing. I loved it. I loved it. You forget how much you I, miss that stuff. Yeah. I know. Well, as you grow up, it's like, yeah, you don't get to get the chance to play with that stuff as much unless you have young kids. Yeah. Even then though, you have responsibilities a lot of time. Like, yeah, that's, nothing's yeah. worse than hearing your kids say like, oh, do you want to come play? And you're like, ah, I got to finish this thing I'm working on or whatever. You feel like a dick. <laughs> I know. I know. As long as you're making time for them at some point. That's yeah, it's a balance. Thing. It's all about balance. It's a balance. It's a balance. For sure it is. For sure it is. Um, okay, well, let's go back in time to uh, yeah, man. where it back all sort time. of began. I know you had a lot of aspirations growing up, things you wanted to be. Uh, I heard you wanted to be a pilot and a soccer player and architect. Um, I, wow, I did. I had a lot of dreams. I had a lot of dreams. I I I'm still a dreamer, man. I, maybe I'll still be one of those one day. 
Yeah, you never know. Yeah. You're still, you're still young. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you win the contest in 94, though. I want to know, like, what was that like sure. being, you would have been like 24 years old. Uh, yeah, much, man. much had been around for like a decade at that point. Yeah. So you must have been a fan and probably oh, watching man. it like everybody else. And then all of a sudden you're catapulted into this position. Um, Like, did you ever think you were going to go into the entertainment industry before that? Or was just... No, I I didn't, Oliver. No, man. I, uh, yeah, it was 94. I was was still at university, finishing up my phys ed degree. I I thought I would become a teacher, like my older siblings. I was going to follow it in the long line of Campanelli teachers. All three of them are teachers. And I thought I was going to be the next you know, teach kids how to kick a soccer ball or throw a basketball, throw a hoop. But um, I won this contest. I won this amazing contest. And I had watched much. Like you said, it it started in 84 and I was watching it all those years. Music was my life. Music, not as much these days. My thumb isn't on the pulse as it was back in the day, but music was my life. We're just getting older. Yeah, I feel so, like I'm so out of touch too with the, the popular <laughs> stuff. Well, it feels like there's millions of artists out there these days, like millions. Everyone's an artist, but that's hey, amazing. But yeah, I lived it. I breathed it. I, 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 lo- I loved music. I knew everything about music. So I watched much music religiously. I knew everything about the VJs. I knew everything about the videos, the directors. I loved it so much. It was so new back then. So yeah, I, I, I thought, what the heck? I'm going to try out for this contest. I'm going to send in, back then we had 25 words to um, describe or explain why we would be the perfect fit or the perfect person for this job. Yeah, That's 25 insane. words. That's like three sentences. 20, exactly, ex- exactly. And, and back then it wasn't about, you know, filming yourself, doing a selfie, you know, visual uh, with camera phones um, because there weren't camera phones. <laughs> there were camcorders, but um, so what I did was, uh, I remember this, I'll never forget it. I was at, at school, I was uh, at my rental house off campus and I was laying there and I was thinking 25 words, how am I gonna make sure my entry stands out? Well, I've cho- I chose words that were on much music at the time. And I don't know if you remember, you're, you might be a little young. I was but... born in 85, so. Okay, so, you know, I used the word electric from Electric Circus. I oh, used yeah, yeah, I remember Electric Circus. Buzz from Buzz Clip, Outlaw from Outlaws and Heroes. And there were so many more words that I combined into my statement. I made up a statement, then I came up with uh, an, uh, an alternate using the much music words at the time. And I think if I can remember correctly, my 25 words were... Rather than outlaw another summer on my facts, wedging you guys, I feel obligated to extend my power and help buzz around your electric environment. I believe that was 25 words. Anyhow, it was pretty cool back then. The original statement was rather than wasting another summer on my ass, just sitting around on my couch watching you guys. And that's how it started. But I, but I, but I integrated the, the words and shows at the time on much. Anyway, it was, I sent it in this huge banner that I created in my parents' basement. I was supposed to be studying for midterms at the time, but I thought my priority is going to be this contest. This is my goal and in, in, in my dream in life. So the banner was like half the length of a football field and I air, I airbrushed. I was minoring in art, majoring in phys ed at university. I loved art. I love creating and, 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 and being imaginative. 
so any, anyhow, I airbrushed this whole statement that I just read out to you um, on this banner. I also created an, a big M shaped box. Back then, the logo was the M before right. MTV came around and said, you can't use the M. Switched to something else. Well, it was an M, M for much music. So my 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 M-shaped box opened like this from the top, and then out came all these helium balloons pulling out my banner that Good I Lord. created. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> no wonder you got the gig. Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, see, I had entered the year before. This whole contest started in '93, and 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 I sent something in on a piece of paper, which was the stupidest thing to do. No one's going to pick my entry from a piece of paper. I thought the next year, because I didn't win that year, obviously in 93. In 94, I thought I really want to make a splash. And, and I was creative. So I made this whole, I, I wish I had pictures to send you. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I've got them around somewhere on old Polaroids, but, um, but you yeah. Can find so, them, man. Cause this episode won't go up for a couple of weeks. So if you can right, find them, I can right. add them in. I've got them somewhere. I'll send, I got the long, you know, rock and roll hair going. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, but I sent in this entry and um, I knew the exact day when they were announcing the winner of the 1994 time contest. So I was sitting around. Uh, I remember my dad was uh, working the night shift uh, wherever he was working at the time and he was sleeping uh, up in his room. And so he he unplugged all the phones in the house and that's what he, oh, <laughs> he no. did when he wanted to sleep. So, so um, I'm sitting there with my brother. I remember my cousin was there. We're all on the couch waiting, watching much music, waiting for the announcement. So as it turns out, after the commercial break, Erica M. Erica M. comes back with my entry in front of her. Oh, wow. She's like leaning on it and she says along the lines of, I guess you're wondering who this year's temp winner is. Well, it's it's this entry right in front of me. And we started going crazy. We, we were, they were trying to call me. They were trying to call me to get me on with Erica, but my dad had unplugged all the phones in the house. So, so there's never any direct contact. I just knew I had won and my life was about to change when I saw that, that box that I created in my parents' basement a few weeks prior. So it was a, ma a magical moment, man. It really was. I can't, I'm trying to describe it, but I'm not doing that whole scenario justice it sounds it was, amazing it was it was i still get goosebumps just talking about it because oliver that changed my life that that entry that contest be me being the winner of that contest it changed my life um because then i was introduced to much i was there for the summer of 94 i didn't want to leave i kept saying is there anything i could do i'll do anything you want i'll go fetch the coffee i'll rewind all the tapes because they were tapes back then i'll do anything you guys want me to do and i did i did just about anything they wanted me to do for a year and a half i did everything from shipping and receiving just gopher. to production i was the gopher and then yeah. finally in 96 that i was still around writing for uh, facts at the time before george got there it was it was lance and monica hosting it and i was writing info the info faxes and i guess the the person that had won the vj search in 95 which i applied for and i was one of the finalists on it's one of the seven he didn't work out i guess you know because steve anthony was leaving and they needed to fill those shoes so Denise Donlan pulls me into her office and she says, Rick, would you consider uh, going on air as a much music VJ? And that, 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 was, that was early 96. And uh, 
<clears throat> the rest is history. And, and the name Temps obviously stuck around. It stuck around, man. <laughs> and then the franchise. Story, story so long, but it, you, you just brought me back, Oliver. With that question, it just, you just brought me back to how it all out, played out for me. But yeah, the nickname, yeah, sure, man. The handle, Rick the Temp. I love it. Like, I love it to this day. People still call me Rick the Temp. They, sometimes they get the first name wrong, Mark the Temp, whatever they're going to say, but it's always <laughs> the Temp. And, uh, <laughs> and I joke, and I'm going to have that on my gravestone one day. It's like, here lies Rick the Temp. But it's, you know, there are worse That's kind of appropriate because life is temporary, so. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, man, it was, it was a beautiful, it was a, it's been a beautiful run and uh, it's, I, I, no regrets at all. No regrets at all. I, I, I love, I've, I've loved every minute of the last 26 years or so. It's been amazing. It's, it really has, man. Well, that was, gotcha. uh, George told me about the name, the franchise, which I wasn't familiar with. And then he also said, I think Ricky Wildcat or something like that. <laughs> I think T, T gave me the, the Ricky Young Cat. Oh, there you go. T, uh, Master T, Tony Young. I still keep in touch with Tony to this day. We play soccer together oh, some nice. days when, when, when our old bodies can, can hack it. But yeah, I, I believe it was George... The, who gave me the name the franchise i don't that's a that's a that's a beautiful name it's a it's a it's a generous name um i guess i guess because george and i think brad started using it as well i guess they thought i was gonna be a lifer over there <laughs> much music but when when you start having babies oliver um it's like how can this person be a much music vj they're yeah they're having babies i think it's time to move along and i yeah. i started having babies so um that was the beginning of the end for me at much after having kids. So yeah, that, that was a good run too from 94 winning the contest up until 2005 uh, when I joined on with ET Canada. Yeah. I, I was going to say, actually, you made me think of something because when you said uh, they tried to call you and your dad had unplugged all the phones, I was watching a bunch of clips on YouTube of your stuff last night and there was oh. one munch access that you did in 99 oh. and you, you had like blonde hair oh. and you were trying to give some guy a present and his dad was like, I'm on the other line. <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs> Technology oh. back then. So basic. Yeah. So what primitive. can you do? You know, look, look what the young generation has to work with now. It, this stuff is amazing. And us too, generation dealing this technology that we have these days, man, kids these days could never survive what we survived back in the 80s and 90s is like you didn't have these luxuries but i don't know if that's a good thing this is one of the questions i was going to ask well, you because much music and mtv they kind of changed into completely different beings after a while you know uh, mtv yeah, became yeah. a reality tv thing much yeah. is like comedy stuff now um but just like do you think that that the kids nowadays are missing out on that having to wait around to see their favorite video or their favorite show, you know, it's, it's just so. I don't even, even think they know what that feeling feels like, Yeah, you know, anti anticipating something because everything's so there at our fingertips and so instant. Like I was patience is a virtue, right? Patience is a virtue. Uh, yes, sir. I was, I was talking about this to someone the other day. I used to love the whole visual element and aspect of, of an of a album or, or a CD, yes. the liner notes, the yeah, pictures, yeah. going through something with my own fingers and feeling it and touching it and smelling the brand newness of it. And, and I used to, you know, cause, cause bands would say, okay, our album's going to be out in three months or whatever it is. We're just working on it right now. So on my calendar, I'd mark down the days to when that, 
Nirvana album was coming out or that Pearl Jam album or Foo Fighters album was coming out. It was like, well, I, I guess it wouldn't be Foo Fighters because they're, you know, more Nirvana, more, more Chili Peppers, I guess. Well, no, because even Foo Fighters, um, like I felt the same way. I didn't really get vinyls. I guess I they was, were on the cusp. Yeah. But was, CDs were kind of the same way. I liked the liner notes yeah. and just knowing like, yeah. hey, this is what the band wanted me, the customer to have. This is their, exactly. their artwork, you know, right. the way they wanted it delivered. In a way, it was per it was a personalized thing. I felt, yeah. even though you know millions of other people around the world were reading those same liner notes and feeling those same pieces of paper, but it felt so personal to me. Yeah, you felt a connection because with we the had a connection with that artist with their music, and then to receive something at the local record shop, it, those moments that we got to experience, and this generation doesn't those moments are precious man those are i can't describe the feeling yeah and you're right this, this generation you know they're getting their things done their way and and that's cool like that's, that's okay, cool yeah. they, they, they'll just never know they have joys and they experience things and they, they have precious scenarios that they go through we just went through some different ones that made you feel amazing inside it, it you know you'll never forget those feelings and uh, well, and every generation has stuff like that. Like when I grew up, I could go rent a movie if I wanted to see yeah. it, but I would talk yeah. to my dad and he's like, when we were kids, if you didn't see it in the theater, you were kind of screwed until they played it on TV 10 years later or whatever, you know? That's right. So, With commercials. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. so true. And maybe they censor yeah. out the swearing. <laughs> it's so true. So every generation goes through different things and experiences and and but i i do feel this generation and and how we're living in 2020 there's just there's just way too much way too much it's coming intense. at us it's intense yeah it's 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 uh it's not i don't know if it's a good or bad thing but it it it, it, it works me up it's i get too anxious you know, when, there's, when there's too much thrown at me yeah i don't need that pressure i don't it's too it's too complex it's too uh it's too overwhelming definitely you know? Um, you kind of touched I mean, on this, but, but I I'm, more, I'm an old guy, right? Oliver, the young ones that are, you know, th this generation, the teenagers, they, they want more. They're probably saying it's not coming at me fast enough. Bring it on, you know, but. Well, you don't look old, man. You look like you're like 35 or something. Oh, God bless you, man. No, I thank you. I'm 50. I turned 50 this year. Unbelievable. And, um, Unbelievable. Inside, I feel 75, to tell you the <laughs> truth. I am slowing right down inside. Oh, yeah? Getting sore joints and stuff. Sore joints, the achy muscles. Oh, I was just at the hospital this morning for a scrotal exam. So there you go. <laughs> Not to offend anyone or disgust any of your listeners. You, were, you weren't too nuts about that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you'll be there in another 15 years. Oh, yeah, I know. I want to I stay safe, you know. I want to get my safe, prostate and all safe. that checked. That's I, right. I want to be there for my kids and long and old, you know. And grandkids. Exactly. I didn't even think about that yet. Yeah. Um, That's where I'm thinking these days. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got a teenager. You still got a while to go. Mm. Hopefully he doesn't, uh, you know, get any teen pregnancy thing going on or anything. But it's, Well, he was telling me the other day as I was driving back home, um, I'm hanging out with this girl and this girl and that girl. I'm walking this girl home from school because she gets a little, you know, nervous walking home by herself. I'm hanging out with... We'll see what happens. No, um, listen, gosh, 15 years old. He's got a long way to go, but. Um, yeah, I know what I, I was up to at 15, though, you know. <laughs> you got to, as long as you teach him well, you know. 
course. be safe and all that. Of course, yeah. Um, you kind of touched on this, but I did want to ask, uh, do you keep in touch with a lot of the other VJs for much? Because it must have been like a family when you were there. Uh, but life gets in the way sometimes. I was just curious, like, who, who do you stay in touch with? We did everything together back then. It was a, it was a fun loyal family that we were a part of and not just the vjs but the people behind the scenes you know i get i got to become great friends with a lot of producers and the directors it was it was it was a family environment a really friendly family environment so yeah these days i'll reach out to to them every once in a while um the ones that come to mind are you know bradford and and, and Master T, George every so often as well. You know, George Moore, so on, on Instagram with direct messages, he'll comment on one of my posts or I'll comment on one of his posts and then we'll get the conversation going. I'd much rather see everyone and be with them and give them a hug. Um, you guys should do like a reunion special or something. Oh man. It'd be amazing. That'd be awesome. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. And add the Eric, sock uh, in there. and Yeah, get the sock. And I do hang out with Steve a lot and talk to Steve a lot. Yeah, I've been on his podcast a couple of times. He's got a podcast called Mensplaining where he has a bunch yes. of guys talking yes. about masculinity issues. And I've been on that yeah. a couple of times. Yeah, he's a great, Steve is a great guy. And he's had a, such an amazing brand and what he's done with Ed the Sock over the years. Like, long, talk about longevity man ed yeah he's and been steve. pissing people off for decades been, <laughs> <laughs> that's true pissing people off and calling people morons for years yeah he's been getting um, in hot water on twitter this year i, I followed a couple of things that he was he uh, has you know been, i'm not gonna go yeah. into it here but, but he's but that's the, the beauty and the amazing thing about ed the sock and having being a puppet like you could say whatever the heck you want and he did back then we and I'm saying me or, or, or George or, or Rachel or Amanda, we, we had to be careful back then of what we said. We couldn't really um, express our opinions that much the way Ed did because he's a puppet and yeah. you can get away with that stuff. So Ed for much music was that extreme. And then you had the other extreme of, you know, almost walking on eggshells at times with what you were saying, especially to the bands. Now that although it'd be nothing was, compared to 2020, you know, oh, people getting canceled left and right. That's true. That's so true. Yeah, that's so true. But no, it was good times, and we did get away with a lot back in the day. It was, you know, because it was live. You know, you would prepare something and show your producer of of, of the, your game plan, your rundown, and then it would you would stray from time to time, depending on what the answers were from the people that you were talking to, and you, you just ran with that. But um, but yeah, I should I should correct myself. At first, it was like the Wild West, man. We did do what we wanted to do. It was towards the end when it became a little corporate. And, you know, the, the early 2000s to mid 2000s, it's like, okay, you can't talk about this. You can't bring up this subject. Let me see your exact questions like that. Mm. That took away from a lot of the fun. Makes it a lot more truth. robotic, yeah. It did, it did. And, and that was exactly the time <laughs> when I, I like, started having babies. <laughs> and I thought, I'd say, okay, guys, it's been great. But, uh, yeah. you know, you do things the way you want to do them. I, I prefer to do things this way, but, you know, whatever. We agree to disagree. <clears throat> um, okay, well, I got a question about, this could, I guess, pertain to much or E.T., I didn't yeah. want to ask the boring question everybody asks, like, what was your favorite interview? I'm sure you've been asked that a million times. So what I, my fiance actually gave me this spin on that question, which yeah. is, what was the most intimidating interview that you ever done? 
on much music oh either or, or you know just just someone well, where you were really really like shaking yeah. in your boots well let's let's start with uh et canada because with et canada i was interviewing not just music people anymore but tv actors film actors so it was a little a little bit out of my you know area of expertise now i still am I love film and love TV, but music was my thing yeah. and it was my strength. So, um, <clears throat> so let's talk about some ET Canada interviews that went south. Um, most of them were junket style. So you fly to a city where the actor is, you go into a hotel room where they're sitting, you have four minutes, you wrap the, you get the wrap up signal and you exit. So Oliver, you can't really make a, you know, you can't really yeah. have a substantial interview with someone in four minutes. It's yeah. basically three, four questions, right? Um, but there was this one older gentleman who I sat down in front of. Give me some time here. The name is just, I'm drawing a blank. Okay. Is this an actor? He's an actor. What was he in? Uh, I might be able to help. Uh, I know some pop culture. He does commercials for an insurance company these days. He's an older, damn man. You can edit this, right? Sure, yeah, I mean. Um, man, <laughs> uh, I, his name, I, I just, I'm Tip sorry, of the brain, man. yeah. Anyway, the rumor going around was this guy's a tough interview. He doesn't smile. You know, you're gonna try to make him laugh, but it, it's gonna be impossible. And he's gonna give you a tough time. He's basically a grumpy old man, very crusty. So that was a tough one, man. That was like pulling teeth because I like to make people laugh and smile. I did have an icebreaker when I walked into the room for him and he sort of maybe gave me a half smile, but that was a tough interview yeah. and it felt like eternity. Oh, the name will come to me. I'm so sorry. I'll just, you, you figure it out later and then I'll just put the I, guy's picture right when we talk. Oh, now that's it's okay. No, let me, uh, there's, a, there's a call coming in. Oh yeah, no worries. He heard, he heard me talking about him. No. Uh, you're still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm here. There you, are, there you are. But yeah, but, but to tell you the truth, man, they weren't, there weren't a lot of intimidating ones. I would so go down that road of, you know, there was a fine line between being intimidated and being nervous because it was an artist or an actor that I, that I I'd looked up to for my whole excited, life. Excited, yeah. Excited, like, for example, Tom Hanks, you know, Oh, wow. I watched the guy on Bosom Buddies, his first hit sitcom back in the 80s. Um, and I loved this actor. I loved this guy. And as we know, all know, he's a superstar actor, multi-Academy Award winner. So leading into an interview like that, it's like, oh, my gosh, Tom Hanks. He's done everything. He's won everything. But sitting there across from him, he was the nicest, most genuine person that you could ever talk to. Humble. Like, a, talk fe about a feeling I can relate to right now. No, no, man. But so oh, I appreciate that. But, but so, so, so Tom is up there. And then, of course, George Clooney was the same exact way. You're thinking these guys, they're going to have a little bit of attitude. They're going to give you a tough time yeah. because they've accomplished everything. But these are the people that have gone through life knowing 
what it's like to be a, that person across on the other side and, and want, and, and having a little, uh, uh, empathy for that person, what they're going through, the nerves or the intimidation or the, they're scared. So these guys make you feel so comfortable. You know, George gets up out of his seat to shake your hand as you walk into the room and introduces himself. Like, George Clooney, yeah, I know like you exactly don't know who, who George Clooney is. Like, but, but just, <laughs> these, these guys are gems, man. These two guys are gems. Henry Winkler is another one, the Fonz. Like, these, these guys, and I think because they've been at it for so many years, they know how to treat people. Yeah. They've, they've seen the opposite. And I guess they've seen how other people treat people in those situations. And, and, and obviously they've said no to that approach. And these guys are just the night nicest guys. It's probably why they've had such successful careers, you know? No doubt about it. No, I, I, I truly believe that. Yeah. I truly believe that man. Yeah. But, but, but going into the much music years now, um, there were bands that you always ran into that thought they were God's gift to music. You know, you know, those types of bands, the rock stars, the punk rock stars. Any bands so, in particular? <laughs> you don't have to name names. <laughs> well, I, I bring this story up. It's out there. There was the, one of my first interviews was with an indie band, an indie band out of Saskatoon. And God, God bless these guys. If they're still around doing their thing, Bluebeard was their name, Bluebeard. And uh, never heard of them? No. Maybe, maybe they've all gotten other I'm jobs. I'm not surprised that I haven't heard of an indie band from Saskatoon, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah, and they were out in the mid-90s when I interviewed them. But these guys were giving me, like, if I remember correctly, and I don't have this interview on tape, one-word answers. One-word answers. I don't know whether they were nervous. I'll get rid of this call. Yeah, no whether, whether they were they were intimidated from for being in the much music environment but they had a little attitude to come along to go along with their one word answers and and that's tough man and as you know from doing this especially when you're doing it live when you have these one word answers or when you have this dead air it doesn't make for great tv or great no. entertainment sometimes it does when you're interviewing ben harper <laughs> ben Harper would always take in your question, sit there for a few seconds, think about it, think about a great answer, and give you the great answer. Ben Harper was one of the most amazing interviews ever. Um, look at some of his interviews. Yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, it was a lot of dead I like air, his music. But you were anticipating that there was going to be a glorious answer to your question, and there always was. But anyway, yeah, so, so a band like that, um, I remember Bill Wilichka interviewed, uh, was interviewing Blur one day, and, and, and again, they were the same, you know, this Britpop band with all this pomp and, and, and attitude and cockiness. Again, they're thinking they're God's gift to music. They are very, they're very talented, don't get me wrong, but they were they were reeking in that and uh they gave bill a tough time i remember sitting there watching the interview yeah there you know what i could probably on in my hands uh, you know counts the number of times where things went sour on one hand and we did hundreds of interviews usually the artist that was coming in was energetic was excited was happy because they're promoting something they're promoting yeah. a new album they're promoting a new video they're promoting themselves so they're they're gonna let this energy out, um, but then you know very minimal 
the amount of times it was it was quite the opposite. There's probably some artists too who who would come to much music and be like, oh well, this isn't MTV. You know, this is like the lesser than or whatever. They, you, know? you know what? I'm funny you bring that up because that was their initial um, reaction to what was going on. But then once everything was said and done, they were praising you at the end of it all by looking around and seeing how things operated and with having VJs that, you know, really did their homework and knew their stuff. Yeah, but no, yeah, I'm sure a lot of them that never heard of much, like the international artists that never heard of much and knew MTV because MTV was a global thing, yeah. uh, had that uh, thinking coming into the game. But, uh, but when they left, they, they were sure changed. You guys won them over, yeah. I think we did, man. I think we that's did. awesome. Yeah. Changed yeah. their mentality a bit because the way we did things, especially back in the day, and and if you talk with Erica M or Steve Anthony or Michael Williams or Christopher Ward, they 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 started it. They're the innovators. They can tell you more stories than me. I was just there for that middle decade of that thirty-year run that Much Music had from what I guess eighty eighty-four to well, basically everything shut down in mid you know twenty four. I would say in terms Somewhere of around there. Yeah. They in terms of just producing and having being live and now it's it, correct me if I'm wrong, more shows and uh, definitely. Yeah. But, but I think that 30 year window from 84 to 2014 is when things were, you know, well, especially that first decade, that first decade was everything was new. It was so new to everyone that middle decade. I was, I was happy to be part of, but uh, that's I, the I, much I, I know. Like because, you, like you said earlier, I, I I'm glad I got out of out of Dodge for that last decade. Yeah, 2005 was a good time to leave. It I mean, just looked know. really commercial, uh, really corporate, and really uh, robotic, like you said earlier. Now maybe it wasn't. I wasn't there. I wasn't a part of it. That wasn't me anymore. So maybe it wasn't. I don't know. It just looked that way. Well, it and makes sense. In some regards, it makes sense that they would push to do less music videos because stuff yeah. like YouTube started popping up and they didn't really, true, true. you know, yeah. but it's still sad. <laughs> I don't know. It's still a bummer in a way. However you look at it, it's still sad for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to talk to you about uh, your, your charitable work and all the organizations you're involved in because that's a really amazing part of your career as well. Um, there's wow. world, you're a world vision Canadian ambassador. You've done stuff with big brothers and sisters, yeah. uh, kids help phone. But I really, really found the World Vision stuff to be amazing because you went on all these trips like Ecuador and Tanzania and Cambodia. Man. And um, I wanted to ask, first of all, what's it like seeing that kind of poverty in children and, and such a different style of life? And sort of a follow-up question, what's it like returning to like the first world North America? Do you feel guilty? Do you see people taking things for granted? Like, does it really mess your, your, your mind up a bit, you know? Everything you said, bang on, bang okay. on. My first trip to Africa, my first trip with World Vision was with the, 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 the bands or the duo McMaster and James from out west. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, is Luke the... McMaster, I believe, is still doing stuff. Uh, anyhow, we, yeah. we went to Tanzania and we touched down in Arusha and... Um, Holy man, it was quite the culture shock. You know, you, you see images on television or you, you read about the way things are in these different countries and cultures, but, um, but to actually walk in, in, in this area and see with your own eyes how people are living, it is, it's, it's, it's everything. It's sad, it's mind blowing, it's, it's, um, it's humbling. It's uh, 
it's, it's, it's everything you can think of because here these people are living the way they're living. They don't know how we're living over here in, in, in North America. Um, and they're, 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 they're happy. They're getting by, they're, they're living life. They greet you with a smile. It was amazing mm. to see how many of them were greeting us with smiles as we approached. It was, it was amazing, but, um, but sad at the same time, if you can understand that. Well, particularly children living in squalor. Ch yeah. Yes, because these obstacles that they're facing in their lives, it's just so heartbreaking. And that's, of course, why World Vision was going over there to, to, to help, obviously, bottom, the bottom line is to help these communities out the best way they could, whether it came to the water, uh, their, their, their farming, whatever they could do. So coming back to Canada, it's like, we're wasting water. Why are we showering every day, twice a day, some people? Why are we wasting water? Why are we wasting energy on this? What are we doing with our environment? So yeah, it really made you think about how we live our life here. Especially because you commented that they were all very happy and smiling a lot. And you have people over here who have everything they could ever want and they're still miserable. And more, you know? and they want more. But you're yes. right, these, some of these women were walking miles to, to the nearest watering post, watering well, to just get fresh water, where we oh. can just go over here to our taps, turn on the water, and it's, 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 it's crazy, man. You even hit the, the ice machine, you know? <laughs> even hit the ice machine. <laughs> like That's right. We're spoiled, so, yeah. So it was, and I'm gonna say inspiring as well, because I saw the way these people were living, and it made me realize, well, we, we could do that over here too, if you think about it, because um, there's a lot of waste, a lot of waste over here, as we know, and too much waste. And, and all this waste is leading to us killing our planet. So you, you realize that and you implement that when you first get back here and you try to spread the good word. A lot of it's falling on deaf ears because... Well, because those people we, haven't had those experiences for themselves. Exactly. Yeah. We need to bring those people to these areas in the world to see firsthand. And I always said that. When I came back, I said, you need to go to see how these people are living. Um, it, it, it's sad, but, you know, they're living. They're still living um, with very, very minimal resources. And it's, it's very sad, but it's very inspirational i don't know if you understand no, what I'm for saying, sure there's a dichotomy there yeah there really is there really is so so that was my um feelings in, in all of that and then of course as as i continued to go on these world vision trips yeah to cambodia to ecuador to other countries in africa um i i didn't feel as uh as uncomfortable in my in those surroundings anymore and i was sort of getting used to it and and that was a good thing because these people no no matter how many obstacles are thrown in front of them they, they are living and they're getting through and with the help of all these other ngos not just world vision there's a ton out there that help out people in third world countries but um i felt better about going to these places and i felt more comfortable uh with going to these places uh I haven't done a trip in a while, obviously with COVID, but yeah. I'm really looking forward to going uh, on another World Vision trip, whether it's bringing a, a band or a personality or, or whoever, just going and and, and well, you're and a personality, yeah. Well, no, I'm I, yeah, well, no, but I and and just it's, you know, 
submerging yourself into that culture and being with those people and just forgetting about everything else around you and what's going on in the world and just trying to be there for them and, and be a new friend for them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, the, those world vision trips have been amazing, man. They've really been humbling and, uh, they, they've really made me into the person I am today because I do remember that first trip and that was the late nineties. And, uh, up until that point, I'd never been to a, country a third world country before you know it was always going to italy to see my family or you know down to the states uh, but by going to africa and, and all these other countries that we've talked about they they changed me for the better for sure yeah it seems like it would enrich the soul to to just be a part of that it certainly does man yeah it certainly does wow and if i i if there's one thing i could say to be people out there considering because you can go to all these countries in a, in a more health in a non COVID time, but go over, do some volunteer stuff, do what you can do. Um, just learn about the, the culture. Meet I think people are afraid because you hear certain places are very dangerous. They have, you of know, uh, guerrilla yeah, warfare and stuff like yes, that going on. Know. And, you know, it's so um, true. It is. It's that's happening too. And there was a few trips that had to be canceled because of, the, the the that the threat of that and the risk of that happening so yeah, yeah. that's well you take your chances i guess if you want to experience that part of life there's always yeah. a risk involved when you're pushing yourself to do things out of the comfort out of your home comfort zone yeah well life without risks is i don't know kind of boring <laughs> yeah yeah i agree um okay well man i'm glad you shared that with me um i do want to talk about maybe some more uplifting stuff. I mean, that's uplifting in its own right, but some, some fun, silly kind of stuff here. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, bring it on. I love it. Yeah. I know that you're someone who really likes trying things and, and you're, that's a big part of your motto is you're always trying new things. And I read that you, you went skydiving with the Foo Fighters. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. And cliff jumping yeah. with Sean Paul and all these things. So what I want yeah, to Yeah, that's right. Sean Paul in Jamaica. Although- What, what is uh, on your bucket so list? Sorry, sorry to cut you off these stories are sort of true so the foo fighters was a contest we, we had a bunch of contests back in the day at much music amazing once in a lifetime contest unique so the the trip was and the contest was to go uh skydiving the foo fighters will be there uh, who knows if they're actually going to jump out of the plane with us but they're going to be there to cheer us on uh so they were all, you know all four members of the foo fighters i think we were out we were out in bc uh, Pit Meadows, I believe it was Pit Meadows was the was the skydiving area, okay. and we brought along a couple winners, much music winners from Calgary, I believe they were. Um, so when all of us were there on the first day, the conditions unfortunately, they the conditions didn't let us jump out of the plane, uh, and we were all quite sad because the foos were there. The jumpers were there, I was there, the pilot was there, the plane was there, but we just couldn't do it. It was too dangerous. Um, so we had to go back the next day. Now the next day, the foos couldn't join us, but we uh, did the jump. And uh, it was with the Much Music Contest winners. Taylor, Dave, you know, the, the, the Chris, they weren't jumping out with us. It was, it was just the contest winners. Were so. you still jumped though? Ah, oh, hell yeah. I love it. <laughs> you know, we used to have a show on, on Much Music with Jennifer Hollett. It was Truth or Dare Tuesday. And I loved being dared to do things. And I always loved being the guy, the go-to guy, even in the early days, to do things like nipple piercings, eyebrow piercings, tattoos, 
done on air. <laughs> I guess they always came to me with, well, Rick, like, remember the old commercial? <laughs> Let's get Mikey. Mikey yeah, yeah. likes everything. The, for a cereal, I believe it, yeah, was, it was back, yeah. gosh, the 70s and 80s. Let's get Rick the temp to do it. He'll do it. He doesn't say, and I was nuts to try anything back in the day. Not so much these days. I've got a lot of responsibilities and a lot of little ones that I've got to care for. But um, I took all the chances in the world back in the day. I, if you don't, like you said earlier, if you don't take risks and try things in life, what kind of life are you living? That's yeah. your prerogative and that's your way to go through it. But I want to do everything I can because we only live once. I want to try as much as I can. So I'm, I'm still trying. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and assume that the, the Foo Fighters thing was when they came out with the song Learn to Fly. It was probably tied into that. <laughs> it was. Oh, yeah, okay. It was. Um, it was all yeah. this was to try to figure out, though, what is on your bucket list now. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate uh, the Foo story. Don't get me wrong. But they, I wanted to know if there's anything that you're still dying to try. <laughs> I, I've, I've done a lot. In, in, and especially a lot on TV with a camera following me around, especially back in the day. But is there anything else I'm wanting to try? I, I love to travel. I still want to visit countries and culture and, 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 and meet cultures that I haven't uh, even come close to understanding yet. So that's a bucket list thing. Yeah. Um, 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 oh, man, a bucket list. This is a, I, 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 I don't really have a, lot, a list of bucket list items like when i when i want to do something i i try to make it happen i really do um because like spontaneous kind of because well you never know man when time is going to run out on you true yeah so to have a long list of things that just puts pressure on me to get them all done so as i go through life if i wake up tomorrow morning and if i want to do something out of out of my comfort zone or uh, I was thinking like outside scuba of diving with sharks or something like that. You know, that was amazing, man. You did that. Oh, that, shit. Was that was just an example. I didn't know you did that. Rob Stewart, you know, Rob Stewart, God, he was a great guy. And, uh, just thinking about him, you know, he's no longer with us. And, and Rob was, uh, such an advocate for, for Marine biology, Marine life sharks in particular, we all saw shark water and, and the amazing things that Rob introduced us to in this world, this underwater world. So yeah, Rob took me, we went diving, scuba diving, and there was like 30 sharks around us. Like not in a cage or anything? No. Oh, wow. No one was in it. We weren't in a cage. The sharks weren't in Rob lived with the sharks as one. Like he saw these creatures as beautiful creatures unlike a lot of us in life that go through life thinking jaw jaws <laughs> sharks you know yeah i have terror. a phobia somewhat of sharks for sure yeah but he, rob's whole mission in life and his team and family still to this day seeing the beauty in this creature and saving the shark um as we know a lot of bad people out there do a lot of bad things to this creature so yeah. rob was that. was amazing at, at doing what he did so yeah rob took me down in the bahamas and we went down uh diving with sharks it was the most exhilarating moment of my life like he was there with me every every second we were down 30 meters we planted ourselves there at the base and then and then and then the food came out to feed the sharks and you see all these sharks coming around what oh, they were bumping into you it's like 
what is going on right now? It was a, it was a incredible experience and uh, I'll never forget those moments. And, and as we all know, you know, Rob lost his life, you know, while diving and uh, doing something that he was passionate about and that he loved and uh, not and unlike just, uh, Steve Irwin, you know, that's trying right. to do the same thing that's, for crocodiles, unfortunately lost right. his life in the line of what he was doing. And exactly. those, I have a lot of admiration for those guys who are trying to yeah, turn exactly. the, the scary creatures into, you know, something else and letting people see so true, the other man. side of them. Yeah. So true. So true. Yeah. What a special memory though. That's amazing. <sighs> Never forget those moments. Yeah. Yo. Um, well, I, I wanted to talk to you about sports. I, I'm not a huge sports guy, but I know you are. Um, I love sports, man. I, love I just sports. wanted to hear your, your take on what do you think, how the leagues have been handling the COVID situation with yeah. cardboard people in the stands and stuff? <laughs> are you a fan well, or do you think they should be just holding off longer? You know what? I, 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 at, at first when this all happened, it was like, there are no sports at all to watch, to follow. Um, maybe there was some, you know, rare sports happening in Eastern Bloc countries like ping pong or something that they were still playing, which was insane to follow, but I still followed because it was sport. It was something, yeah. But it was something, but when all the, the, the majors, the five majors started coming back, it's like, yes, okay, I like this talk. Let's make it work. Let's make it work safely um, in a safe way taking all the precautions necessary. So playing in stadiums without fans, um, in bubbles, you know, where only the athletes can be, no outside interference in, in terms of risking their health. I loved it. And, and, and when the NFL started up, we saw, you know, some venues were allowing up to 20% capacity. So you saw, continue to see some fans at some stadiums, even with college football, um, I think with baseball, maybe towards the end or maybe not. I don't know. I forget how that played out with the World Series. But, um, but yeah, having the cardboard cut – because sometimes when I'm watching a game and I'm seeing the cardboard cutouts, I'm so into the game, I just think by seeing the visuals, I think those are real people. Yeah. By hearing the, the audio, and they've done such a great job with the fan ambiance and the cheering and the booing and the, the yelling and the heckling – I'm just concentrating on the game. I just think it's, it's a, a normal sort of what I was watching before COVID. I you mean, know, I know in Colorado, they did one game where they, all the fa uh, fans were replaced with like South Park cutouts. Everybody yeah, from yeah, the, yeah. the village of South Park. That's right. They're having fun with it. And it's yeah, that's what cool. they have to do because sure, fans aren't allowed to come in yet. Or, you know, you're not allowed to fill up the stadium yet. But, you know, like life, sports must go on, man. Sports, we need sports. Like, that's a huge part of my life. Uh, well, a lot of people's I've, lives, yeah. In a lot of people's lives. I've played sports and watched sports as far, as, like, as far back as I could remember. So to be without sports for that first month or two, it was tough. It was yeah. tough. Uh, so when they started coming back in any capacity they were throwing at us, I was bringing it on and taking it and watching it and enjoying it and and uh living every moment up but yeah uh, because some people aren't into sports and they would look at that situation and say well this isn't necessary but i right. mean it's a huge morale boost for a lot of people who are really into sports and and we need those kind of morale boosts when we really do depressed and you know yes, yes. Yeah, so. we need something to put a smile on our face and with the return of sports that's what happened for a lot of us for sure 
just can't and, have um, Super Bowl parties or anything. <laughs> that's the thing. Or you can't, unfortunately, as Canadians, go down. Because I would go, I would make road trips with, with my dad, my brother, my son. We would go to Lambeau Field to, in Green Bay. We would go to Cleveland or Chicago to watch football games. We would go to the hockey arenas to watch hockey games. You know, we just can't do that anymore. And those were those are amazing road trips and amazing memories that you made. I look forward to those days returning that yeah. you can actually go and be part of a live sporting event and participate. And, uh, well, road those trips days anywhere are, would crazy. be nice. Road trips anywhere. Yeah. yeah. See, I was, I couldn't even do a road trip to Ottawa Oliver, <laughs> to come be with you because, because numbers are increasing and I felt, you know, I got to be a little more responsible. Yeah, and with we, uh, all, my, we all do, you know. With Even my fiance and I amazing. both working in the hospital, I mean, there's a, yeah, I always nice. warn people that, but we do have the plexiglass for whatever. You that got that is. nice setup right there with the plexiglass, and I would have felt right at home, and I would have felt safe and comfortable. Yeah. But still, you never, you never know, man. You never know. I don't want to be the guy that accidentally killed Rick the Temp, so I'm I'm okay <laughs> with us uh, postponing that until the future, man. Uh, <laughs> and but, maybe if we wait a little longer, I'll have more some good news to share with you and your listeners so we'll see well all of this has been amazing but yeah definitely oh. hopefully this this thing that you're talking about pans out and you'll have uh something new to tell you all your fans that you're doing now so oh, i hope um, yeah. i had a couple other fun questions i know that you i read that you were into jazz and 80s music and i was just curious if you had any favorite artists in those categories yeah man i'm i'm into all genres of music i always have been sure i love the alt rock and rock you know that's my go-to but i love music is universal and all types of music and styles and genres i love and i respect and i i i, I can't get enough of so yeah jazz has been a huge part of, of me for years it, you know whether it was my parents listening to the old jazz artists louis armstrong ella fitzgerald you know sinatra whoever it was that was ingrained in me in my soul and in my heart and i love that music I listen to Jazz FM 91 these days. It's, it's one of North America's, you know, most amazing jazz radio stations. I don't, I'm sure you can get it uh, with their app out there. And yeah, online it's, or something, yeah. It's amazing, man. They do amazing things. They, they're a non-for-profit, obviously, and they have these, uh, these drives every so often, you know, these telethons having listeners and people give back to the station so they continue doing their thing. Um, but the eighties, man, I'm an eighties kid. I guess you can say my, my years in the eighties were, I was 10 uh, to 19 in the eighties, 10 to 20, I guess. So that's when I was deep into music the most with bands like the cult, you know, Duran Duran, um, Maybe all Rush. these electronic band. Okay, Rush, of course. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, Rush, even in the seventies, you know, even prior, because my my older siblings got me into the the music. For you know, my parents got me into jazz. My siblings got me into the Stones, the Beatles, the Who, Bowie, nice Rush. You know, all these amazing bands that we all know and love. But the eighties, it was a it was a it was a funny time because an interesting time as well because music video we were seeing more and more of. And um, you weren't just listening to our ma this amazing music. We were getting to watch. You're, you're watching music in terms of watching the music video. So you're putting visuals to the audio. And it was amazing. And, and all these bands that you grew up listening to, well, now 
you can get a better understanding of what they're all about because their personalities are shining through in these music videos. So yeah, and we used to do 80s weekends at Much Music and it really brought us back to that time, that decade of loving music and uh, all those. It's funny because I'm only amazing. now starting to appreciate some 80s music uh, because I was yeah, born which, in 85. So late 90s yeah. was kind of when I got into music. And yeah. I, I viewed 80s as like really lame because everything, yeah, of course. everything had synthesizers oh. and, you know, it was just very like digital Synthesizers, sounding. yeah. Yeah. And they were playing synthesizers like guitars back then. Guitars, right? yeah. Right, right. So they, it, was an, it was an amazing decade. It really was. It was, it was, a, it was a corny decade. A yeah, lot corny is probably a good know. word, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people will like put the 80s on the back burner, but the 80s, man, this something to say about the 80s that music that music gets stays in your mind like yeah. dexie's midnight runners and and all oh, yeah. these you know culture club and duran duran wham all these amazing bands you hear the music to this day and this generation knows the music you know they have to because they're on ads or wherever they're hearing them it all came from the 80s from these amazing interesting unique 80s bands yeah, there's definitely a lot of earworms that came out of the 80s. Yeah. Stuff that just really sticks in your head, yeah. That stuff that sticks, for sure, for sure. Um, okay, well, I don't want to keep you all day. I feel like I've already probably eaten up too much of your time here, but... Um, what else do I have to do, man? I'm just waiting for a call from the major network. That's all. <laughs> and if they uh, call while I'm on with you, bear with me. Yeah, no, that's why, I mean, I, I'll let you go, but I do, I have one question I want to ask you. Um, last season, the, at the end of every episode, I was asking people if they could have a superpower, what would it be? Now that I'm in season two, I've come up with a new question. So you'll be the first person that I'm asking this. Um, if you could be transported to any place and time in Earth's okay. history. I, when and I lost you. I lost you for a little oh. while, Oliver. Do I have you back? Are you yeah, there? yeah, I'm here. You, okay. Can you hear me? Okay, cool. Repeat that question. So yeah, sorry. I didn't hear it. Sorry. Okay, so the question I'm asking everybody at the end of this season now is uh, if you could be transported to any place and time in Earth's history, where would it be, when would it be, and why? Wow. I know, you could go back to the dinosaurs. You could wow. Go, you know. Well, th there are so many um, amazing life moments that I wanted to be a part of and witness. But, and I, I'll send you a list. I'm going to stick to music and I'm going to stick to just wanting to be there when legendary bands created music. Okay, so let's just, there's a lot of avenues we can go down here with that loaded question of yours, yeah. but for me, oh gosh. And since, you know, the Beatles are probably one of the most well-known bands to ever make music, <laughs> maybe send me back to Abbey Road and, um, I want to be there in the studio oh, with wow. the Beatles, you know, when they're making this music. Sure, we get to be part of it now with documentaries or things like this, but um, I think that's one thing that I would really like to be a part of. You, you want know? John to turn to you and just be like, Rick, what did you think of that take? <laughs> yeah. Is it a good one or should I lay down another? Yeah. Very, very good that's job. That's not Liverpool. Yeah. Impersonation. That was very good. <laughs> Um, but I think moments like that, and not just the Beatles, I, I wanted to be there when the Beach Boys recorded Pet Sounds, or when or being you know, Pearl Jam recorded 10, or, or we got to go to Woodstock um, many years later for one of the anniversary Woodstocks, 
it was a totally different yeah. <laughs> experience as you can understand. I think Limp Biscuit and the Chili Peppers set the place on fire that yeah. last night. But but it started off peaceful with the tragical hip and James Brown. It started off very peaceful. <laughs> oh man, I, I wish um, I could have seen James Brown live. Good Lord. Oh man. I still listen to him almost daily. James, I don't think there's anybody's music that makes me feel better and more alive than James Brown. You know, it just makes me want to dance. Yeah, feel yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. The little uh, dance. Oh, he you feel good. You know, that's right. Just something all, about all him. These, magical. All these artists that we talked about brought something different to the table, the musical table. And it's such a beautiful, large table. Um, yeah. And when you talk about artists, you talk about different genres and you talk about your love. Your love's got to be for all of it, yeah. all of the above. And, and we talked about that earlier, but... Um, but yeah, be, being there in those moments where, where the, the history was made in terms of music and ba these bands making music, I think I'd want to be there. But there's so much that I wanted to be a part of in, the, in, in history. Yeah, it's hard to narrow down to Moments one specific time. I just, yeah. narrow, I just kept to music. That's cool, though. That, I'll accept that answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, Oliver, my, it means my the world pleasure, to me. Man. No, my pleasure, man. You do a great job, man. I, I'm fearing... Uh, my return uh, to the hot seat one day, if, if, it, if it happens, knock on wood, because people like you who have started these podcasts um, are doing amazing things. You know, Thank it's you. Uh, keep Thank up you the good much. work. It's a great conversation. One of the highest compliments I ever received was from Jay-Z after Jay-Z came in for an I&I. &I. He brought some friends with him. I think you may have heard of them, Kanye uh Wes and and Rihanna he he brought those two in and at the end oh, of the those, interview those two up and comers those two up and comers which i guess they were <laughs> they were then Jason yeah probably came in um he signed a pair of his shoes for me um oh, and i'll wow. never forget and i have them and you know j just love the conversation man it was that simple but it meant so much to me and it kept me going for years after. And that's what it's all about with stuff like this and stuff that I did and hopefully will do in the near future. It's just about the conversation, that, that connection and, and trying to find out about people and learn something about people and educate people if we can yep. as well. So and grow, keep, grow through the experience. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Roll, roll through it, man. Roll through it. Yeah. Um, the, that's and be, and be in the moment and the experience is, is important. And a lot of people, fail to do that genuinely you know well that's one of the things sort of like what we were talking about earlier um one of the reasons i like doing this this way is being able to be completely uncensored as well because oh, that's yeah, something man. that you yeah. know you spoke about with much music there was oh you can't say this you can't say that i love that when strombo came on he was dropping a bunch of f-bombs and you know it was it's a side of him that maybe people hadn't seen when yeah. to just the, the polished you know media version that's right so that's right if oh you yeah want to George, swear feel free <laughs> no listen man i i don't swear i well sometimes i shouldn't say never but uh, no you're but that's, i didn't expect you to <laughs> but that's what but i love about george too the, the, the to expect the unexpected you never know what will come out of his mouth uh whether it's a, a, a chat that he had with iggy pop or or an f-bomb <laughs> he's a punk at heart you know or in the same sentence as talking about his experience is with Iggy Pop dropping F-bombs. So, yeah. no, man, it's all good. It's all good. Hey, we're, we are who we are, and we can't change who we are. Well, censorship to some degree I find kind of silly. That's my opinion. I, I think if it limits your ability to express yourself, then I, I would rather let people speak freely, uncensored, yeah. 
and get the true, you know, feeling behind what they're trying to express. No doubt about it. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And that's why formats like this are perfect yeah. for what you're going for. Yeah. No, this was uh, amazing, man. It was uh, right, man. cherish this time I spent with you. Yeah. And hopefully oh, we can man. catch up again. I'm glad we finally were able to chat and uh, great virtually meeting you, Oliver. And we'll yeah, do it again. Well. I, I promise we'll do it again in person next time, I hope, right? Yeah. Anytime in you're in Ottawa, months, man. Six to eight months, let's hope. With fingers crossed. Be safe yeah, over there, man. Be safe and, uh, and keep healthy, okay? You too. Take care of those kids, man. All right, Oliver. You too, my man. Nice okay. to talk to you. Take yeah, care. you too. Peace, man. Okay. Thank you. Peace. Thank you.